Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds are talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. The smoothest show on internet radio. Your host, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen, along with Mike Reynolds. Mike, how are you? Hey, Terry, I'm doing okay today. How's everything going out there in Vegas? Oh, everything is good. Everything is good, actually. Uh, meet Mr. Clifford Clark. Hey, hey Mike. Clifford, how are you today? I'm doing well today. I'm doing well today. Pleasure to talk to you. Pleasure to talk so, to you as well. Um, yeah, definitely. So if you'd like to join us here on the show, um, we have a chat room. You can come in, you can join us in the chat room by going to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and clicking on Clifford Clark's picture. That will bring you into the show page, and below that is the chat room. You're more than welcome to call in with questions for Clifford at 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. Um, Clifford Clark is a saxophonist, and he has released his debut project called Ocean Air. Um, and he's in work, did this CD in collaboration with another saxophonist, Martin Bloxen. So, Clifford, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me, Terry. Oh, it's my pleasure. And um, I'm going to find out where Martin is. So we can talk to him about your collaboration, but um, let's talk about your playing? background. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I was asking what's oh. the Ravens playing? If they are, Martin won't oh. be on. <laughs> oh yes, they are because every, when I asked him if he was going to call in, he said, "Oh, thank I'm you sure. for reminding me because I'm watching football." So, okay. <laughs> I'm sure he'll call in. He said he was going to. So um, while we wait for him to call in, let's start with your background, Clifford, and tell us a little bit about how you got started um, in music. Um, oh, I started playing saxophone, uh, I won't say very young, but right around 11 or 12 um, from the small town in Georgia, way across Georgia. And the band, in that town, the band was everything, you know, and a lot of us played in the band. So I've been playing ever since then, many, many years ago. I'm sorry, you say in the Navy? No, no, uh, in my hometown of uh, Waycross, Georgia. Okay. Right. Okay. I was right. in the Navy, I'm but in the Navy I was an air traffic controller. Oh, really? How'd you like that? Mm-hmm. It was okay, a little stressful, not my kind of job, but uh, I did what I had to do, I did it, and got out. So that's, that was not a job you looked to try to get into when you left the Navy? No, I did not. Mm. All right. So now you've been playing saxophonist all this time. Do you play any other instruments? Um, a little bit of flute, uh, nothing uh, proficiently. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now I did listen to some of the music, and I uh, heard a guitarist um, on that. Who's the guitarist? That will be Martin playing guitar, actually on the piano. On the CD, the only musicians are Martin Brox and myself. And my oldest son, Christopher, appears on song number nine, playing the drums. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, then let's talk about you and Martin and the collaboration on this. Um, what is his contribution to Ocean Air? Uh, Martin's the uh, composer arranger. Uh, when we decided we would do the project, I came to Martin with a few ideas and uh, pretty much a, a scheme, if you want to say, for what I'd like to 
CD to sound like, and he went to work, and uh, I gave him one musical idea, which was uh, Jack Street Bro's song number nine. And he composed that out and stretched it out, and we had my son play on that. But I wanted to be a real smooth, laid-back uh, deal, and then when he gave me a few submissions, I say it sounds—it feels like the ocean. Uh, song number eight, Oceanair itself, and I said that's one of my favorite places to be. I was down the ocean yesterday, as a matter of fact. It ain't too warm down there now, but I was there yesterday, and uh, <laughs> and we went from there, and we went song by song, and he would give me an idea, and I would say, okay, we'll name it this, and on song number five. I had requested that he give me a song written in three, and he said, okay, I'll write it in 12-8. And it has to feel for three, and I already had lyrics for that written out. Okay. Now, you have to explain to us, especially me, what three and 12-8 mean. Well, three is when you're counting one, two, three, one, two, three. When you're counting okay. 12-8, uh, the one falls <laughs> 12 feet later, one, two, three, four, you know. Get to twelve, then you're back to one again. And, I, and earlier I said it was only three musicians on there. Uh, now that I mentioned song five, I have to take that back. It's four. My uh, friend and musical cohort Kelly Jones sings on song number five. Okay, okay. Three and twelve eight. So that's, I've learned something new today. Thank you for telling <laughs> me that. <laughs> but they both have the same feel, uh, a waltz feel. Oh, got it's it. Pretty much like a waltz. One, two. Three, one, two, three. Okay, got it. Now that that explains it um, so that I can understand it better. Okay. All right. Well, we have a couple of guests in the chat rooms. So I want to welcome them. Welcome to the show. Um, if you would like to call in with a question for Clifford, the phone number is six four six seven one six five four eight five. And I just um, texted Martin um, that we were on the air, and here he is now. <clears throat> hey, Martin. Hey, man. Hey. hey, Bubba. What's up, man? Oh, not much, man. Just come and just wish you continued success on your project. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. And once again, thank you for so, all your help. Uh, so, Martin, are you still watching the game? No, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not I watching know. the game anymore. Okay. No, oh, no, no. Good. Okay, so Martin, talk to us about what your vision was um, for Ocean Air. Well, um, when he first called me to uh, approach me about uh, his project, uh, first thing I want to do is make sure that uh, all the music reflects his personality, his style of playing, without putting myself into it. You know what I mean? And, and what I'm doing, just make sure that he, it, all the music is reflective of his personality. So, uh, was that hard was to do? Interesting. No, actually it wasn't because this guy's got more stories, funny stories. <laughs> I don't know if he's gotten into it. Yeah, I'll I'll he's you, an interesting cat. <laughs> he's an interesting cat. So, I mean, he's, he would always have some funny story behind behind each each one. So you might want to mm-hmm. ask him about some of those. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> I definitely will. <laughs> So, Martin, you are the um, composer um, on the CD, and um, when you when you started to work on each of these songs, 
and you said you wanted to make sure that more Clifford, you know, there was more Clifford in the songs. Did you guys have a conversation about how each song would sound? Well, he gave me a direction, um, a direction and a story. <laughs> so mm-hmm, exactly. a lot of it is based around the stories and what I think. At the same time, you know, I, you know, there's there's some things that he does, you know, uh, in his playing that I've kind of just, you know, had a chance to listen to and uh, try to play his strengths and, and, and some of his, you know, it's almost like taking some musical statements that he usually plays that I hear from him in other songs or whether he's taking solos. And I want to take that figure and try to do a song based around that. Based on that, yeah. Okay. Are you playing on it at all, Martin? Uh, some, some backing saxes in some places, um, some backing vocals, and uh, keyboards. Okay. All right. Okay, well, let's take a listen. Um, Clifford, I'm going to let you pick the music that we hear um, today. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, let me know what's, what we're going to listen to first And then tell me the story behind it uh, Are you going to listen to the song in its entirety Or just a snippet of the song Oh no, I'm playing the entire song Ooh, we, uh, Let's listen to uh, Careful uh, The title cut <laughs> The title cut, Ocean Air <laughs> This is a family show. This is a family show. (laughs) Got to stay away from some of them cuts. Okay, tell me about the title cut. Well, the title cut uh, was added near the end of the uh, project. And when Martin submitted it to me, I listened to it. And I said, wow, it sounds just like the ocean. It sounds like the ocean air. One of my favorite places, Martin. I want to name my CD after this. This will be the title cut. And uh, and for me, the way the song is constructed, it was pretty much uh, something I had to sit down and learn because it wasn't standard where I played the same thing and it was a hook over and over again. Uh, at one point, I lead the piano. At one point, I follow the piano. Okay. You know, and so I had to sit down and really put some work into it. And uh, Martin guided me through me, guiding me through it, and all is well. All right. This is the title track from Clifford Clark's debut project, Ocean Air.
title track from Clifford Clark's debut project, Ocean Air. Now, Clifford, um, in your description or your story behind Ocean Air, you mentioned that you were a tad bit skeptical of uh, Martin's ability. Um, and this was before you um, started working with him. Why were you skeptical? Because Martin is a seriously trained jazz musician, and I am not. And so my thought would be he would bring me a lot of stuff that had it would be more work than that I was I was willing to have to put into it. You know, it was just too heavy for me. And he said, "Well, we can make it smooth jazz, and I can write what you want." Okay. And so my skepticism was based upon me thinking that uh, it would be too much work. Too much work in work, terms, but it wasn't too much in yeah. terms of you know mm-hmm. saxophone player practicing. You know, I did mm-hmm. tell you how busy I was before we started. You know, and yeah, uh, having yeah, and having to put time into the project over, over the course of the year that we recorded the project. Uh, I just got into the habit of practice, and a habit that I continue to this very day. Okay, okay, yeah. So um, you did tell me that you you work a full time job as Xerox. You also play mm-hmm. in three bands locally. So, yes. yes, you are a very busy man. Mm-hmm. So Martin is like a – is Martin like a workhorse? Did you just kind of really work him to death, Martin? <laughs> if he wasn't listening, <laughs> I could tell you the truth, but I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I'm going to be kind and just say yes. <laughs> if he wasn't listening. Well, you want it to be, you know, you wanted it to be nice for him, right for him, and, yes. and vice yes. versa. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was no. let you know. I just you know during that, that process, uh, you know, we decided we didn't need to rush through it. You know, and you know, mm-hmm. one thing I've I've learned even for myself, the more you record, you know, uh, when recording and you recording, you there's a difference between playing live and and recording. And what it does, what recording does, is put everything right back in your face. You know, if you're on a stage and you play a bad note or, you know, maybe. Something comes out, it's gone. You know, once it's out your horn, it's gone forever. But when you're recording, yeah. you start to learn things about yourself. How can I say this differently? How can I, you know? And so you, you, you're kind of like under the, you know, under a microscope when you're playing. Yeah, sure. So you know, ultimately, we took our time with it, you know, and he got to, you know, work some things out. And actually, he, you know, through the recording process, you learn more about yourself. And I right. think that that was the, the the main focus of, of you know, just taking our time and. You know, and he got to learn more about his playing. You know, he's yeah. he's like you know, he's come a long way. I'm really really impressed with him, with his playing. And did you guys have like any disagreements over a certain track, uh, how it was going to sound, you know, the arrangement, any of that? No, not really. I think I think it maybe at first maybe he like, he'd look at it was like I don't know, uh, you know, and I just you know just kind of let's try it anyway, let's see what happens. <laughs> You know, yeah. no, go ahead and play it. You're right. It'll work. Like, you're work. Say, yes, you can. You know, I, right. you know, I'm, you know, just part of being a producer. You got to be a cheerleader as well. You know, and, mm-hmm. um, I think the right strength. words were, "It'll work." I'm telling you, it'll work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I heard. It'll work, man. I'm telling you, it'll work. Okay, okay. I'm trusting you. That's, yeah, that's hard when you have to put your trust and faith in someone to produce, a, a, you know, a sound for you that's your right. sound. Um, and not, right. like Martin said, not necessarily um, his. So, yeah, right. that's, I can imagine that that's probably kind of 
hard to do that, but you have to have that faith and right. just go with it and, you know, hope that it's what you like in the end. Right. <laughs> but, of course, if it wasn't, you just could have made Martin do it all over again. <laughs> Pretty much. I, it, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't produce anything that I felt like we had to do all over again. I thought everything was done. Everything okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, there's one song on here um, that I'm going to play. Uh, it's called "No Idea," and the reason Uh-oh. why I'm going to play this is because you say you have to hear this one. I won't tell the punchline before you hear it. The joke. Before you hear the joke, so pick up a copy and check it out. All right, so tell me about No Idea. No Idea is, uh, I, I came to Martin and said I want the song written, like I said, in three. I had a story to tell, and the story kind of centered around um, a relationship with a lady. And uh, it's a great relationship, it was, but it was just coming to an end. And at the time when it came to, uh, Martin's somewhere laughing right now. At the time when it came to, to a point, and uh, we were kind of like going separate ways. At that time, I was telling Martin, okay, I need to record this thing. And uh, and and the real truth is, those two songs are back to back on the uh, on the CD, No Idea and Little Esther's Heart. They're linked together in story. Uh, okay. But that just song just it just kind of said what was on my mind. Uh, a lot of it is some of it is I don't say a lot of it. Some of it is fabricated for the sake of making a record, but some of the story is true. Okay. All right. This is no idea. I met you I've always tried to fulfill your needs no matter what I try to do it's never enough when will you take care of me a thousand times but I don't want to hurt you Time to do it, I'll be through it Time to make this 
There you have it. No idea. That is from saxophonist Clifford Clark's debut project, um, Ocean Air. All right, I like Mr. That. Clark. I like that old school feel of that. Mm-hmm. I like that definite old school feel right there. Yes, indeed. I like that one. Begging. Straight begging. <laughs> <laughs> you say straight begging. You won't. <laughs> it was a yes. straight begging market. Oh, straight begging. <laughs> so you say that's so that Kelly is, Jones doing the lead vocals there? Yes, that's Kelly Jones. He's sick. I think yeah. I did a gig with Kelly yesterday. He's a magnificent singer and a nice guy. We had dinner together yesterday. Okay. So now all a, all of you gentlemen are from the uh, Hampton Roads, Norfolk area down that down that area. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Martin and I live maybe three miles apart from each other. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How is it that you um, have the time to work a full-time job and play in three bands? 
<laughs> you make time. Because one thing is the bands don't always all play. Like uh, this weekend I play with my home band, Slap Nation. Uh, and it'll be them next weekend. Weekend after that, it may be The Good Life or maybe Strange Roots, maybe one of those bands. Mm. Strange Roots is some very Slap- young guys. Okay. okay. Slap Nation is a nine-piece band. Oh, yes, it is. Wow. We have three horns and two lead singers. Yeah. Uh-huh. We have a full production, wow. uh, sound crew, light guy. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot of people. That's a lot, a lot of people. Of people. A lot mm-hmm. of, as you're thinking, a lot of mouths to feed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> other two no, bands... to... Go ahead, Mike. No, I was going to ask him, like, you know, when he's going into a studio... And you guys, uh, you know, like I said, making going into it with a um, a jazz type feel to it, but you've you know got roots in playing in the uh, blues band and things like that. How do you try to distinguish the music that you really want to put out? Because you know you made just like that that last track was a really really nice old school R and B type sound to it. And uh, right. so how do you kind of distinguish what you want to do with the direction of the of, of the album? You know, versus you know because you know you got some blues in you and some R&B type stuff right. in you, but you really kind of want to put out a jazz album, but then everything just starts coming out. Well, mm-hmm. Pretty much what's your favorite and where I started from. When I first started playing in bands way back in the 70s, uh, my favorite band was Cool in the Gang. And back then they weren't the mm-hmm. Cool in the Gang that we all know. They were called the Jazzy Acts, and they did instrumental mm-hmm. R&B. And okay. they did stuff like Betcha by Golly Wilds, Wichita Lineman, and they had no singer. And I fell in love with that sound back then. Wow. Taking you back there, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, really. really. I didn't know that. (laughs) Definitely. Wow. Yeah, they were called the Jazzy Acts, and they released an uh, album under that name. And then they became cool in the game, and along came songs like Love It Like You Live, uh, uh, Cool Is Back, and things like that, Hollywood Swinging, and along comes JT, a singer, and they they crossed over and became nationally known as a crossover band, but they were a jazz band up front, a smooth jazz band. Mm, okay. Now, you mentioned that, um, uh, and I'm reading and I'm quoting here, uh, it pleases me to no end to be able to turn on the radio or television and hear the beautiful sound of smooth jazz music. Um, today's airways are flooded with the sound of saxophone. Now, as yeah. we know, the saxophone is the predominant instrument in jazz. I mean, there's so many saxophonists out there. Right. So, mm-hmm. how does one does that concern you in that you are in such a huge field uh, where you you know want to Clifford Clark sound to be to stand out from all of that? Um, and then two, you know, this is your debut project, and you're working with Martin mm-hmm. on that to help do that, but how do you, in a field of saxophonists, continue to make it, you know, Clifford Clark sound and, and so that you can be distinguished from all the, other, from all the others, including this, Martin? This is just my debut project. I plan on doing another one. And and, and, uh, it, and I told you before we started, was, uh, one thing this project did for me was it put back in me the desire to practice. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, you you have to study to show yourself approved. And so one mm-hmm. of the things I've been doing is studying. And uh, and I and I love the fact that 
uh, and so many saxophone players out there because it is opening the public's ears to the sound of the saxophone. I did say I play in free bands also. Yes. Because now bands are more receptive to saxophone players because the airways is flooded with them. Mm-hmm. If you're a saxophone player and, and you're not playing with a group or playing with your own group, it's because you don't want to. Okay. Okay. You know, what's, right. what's, what's interesting to me is as many horn uh, saxophone players are out here, and then and let's and let's just be real here is that they're so much of the same stuff. And I think that yeah. you know, if you look back at even with hip hop back, you know, in the eighties, nineties, you know, at least with all the rappers that were out there, they had more of their own personality. You know, you can go from X Clan to Leaders in New School, Public Enemy, NWA, and no one—they all had their own personality. And I think, oh, yeah. you know, but you know, as, to, as opposed to where these kids are now, and so I think that almost the same thing is happening um, with with some of these saxophone players out there. Everybody's trying to sound like you know, but, you know, you know, you it's, okay. This is smooth jazz. This is what smooth jazz sounds like. This is what the smooth jazz saxophone is supposed to sound like. And it ends up being so cookie cutter. And I think that one thing that's refreshing for me was fun for me because with Clifford I could try different things. But at the same time, you know, um, his personality, you know, the old school, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't want to say gangster, but you know, he still got that, you know, that. No, seriously, I joke about this a lot, but he still got yeah, the, uh, you know, he's got the old old school pimp with him, you know. And so I was able to take some of that. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not to put him out there like that, you know. But, yeah, go ahead you know, and put it that out there. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, to me, it's like, almost like a, a Charlie Wilson coming back or whatever with that. Right. But right. and at the same time, you know, aren't aren't, aren't we kind of, you know, you think about it. If you listen to a lot of artists, they're doing so many covers, and uh, most of them are doing a lot of covers, an R and B cover. So what's to say what's R&B or what's jazz or whatever, just because it's mm-hmm. so it got some improvisational aspects in it. But anyway, back to you know Clifford, it's just you know it's just refreshing to take take that that flavor of who he is as well as the, you know the, his R&B background as well, you know as well as the jazz and you know and and merge the two. And at the same time, just you know allow him to be Clifford and not let's try to be this artist. Give me something that sounds like. This guy or this guy, and I get that a lot as a producer producing other people. Sometimes I, you know, I get a lot of that. Can, can you give me something like him or you know? And mm. I, I don't even want to run into that kind of stuff because ultimately, right. if I got into that habit of doing things like give me something like him, we end up with another Pharrell situation. Right. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Just okay. a cook, yeah. cookie cutter and grab right. something. So I embrace you know, uh, you know, artists that that are you know still want to be themselves and at the same time you have to be. Otherwise, you'll be gone tomorrow, and you just sound like you get lost in the sea of saxophone players. Yeah, yeah that's true. true. So true. Okay, Martin, do you have a favorite on the CD? Uh, favorite? I don't remember by numbers. Dirty eight. What was number ten? Dirty eight. Yeah, that that was pretty fun. It was a uh, uh, kind of a go-go DC. Yeah, I'd like thing. to have a go-go song on every CD, every project that I do. I love go-go music. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Well, right. I'm a DC and guy. So, okay, guy. Okay, cool. Mike know all about the go-go music. <laughs> He's right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, then. This is Dirty Eight. 
that's for the story.
Clark's brand new release, Ocean Air. All right. So now, Clifford, uh-huh. um, during my research, I Googled Clifford Clark, and a reference to Etta James came up um, oh, really? as uh, someone playing, as a Clifford Clark playing on her um, Heart and Soul, a retrospective album. Is that you? No, no. Okay. Dang, I, what, I wanted to hear that story. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of them. That's not one. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, there is another saxophonist out there named Clifford Clark who played on Etta James' uh, album. All right. I look him up. Yes. All right. All right. So now, where do you guys go from here? Are you, Clifford, are you working on new music? I, I have new ideas for new music. Uh, uh, kind of in flux right now. i got a few other things to do, but uh, that's in my plan. Okay. Uh, my, right. one, one of the things I told Martin when we first started was only original music that I've ever written was Christmas music. And it's mm. Christmas time. So, you know, I, I don't know why, but that's the story. Uh, and that's how me, Martin and I first got a link to a lady, a friend of mine, Brenda Liverman. Martin did her album also. And I had done the song ideas. I didn't really write the songs. I just done some of the ideas for her. And uh, they were okay. based upon Christmas songs. And Martin changed them into uh, a very gospel-y, uh spiritual feel. Oh. So will you be releasing any singles from that? Uh, from her stuff? Your Christmas songs? Your Christmas songs? Oh, no, no. I'm, it's, what I generally do with Christmas stuff is uh, I do homebrew. I record it at home and mail it out to friends or email it to friends. Just kind of like a, as a hello message. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, so let everyone know where you're going to be playing um, in these three bands in your area, <laughs> where they can find you. <laughs> They'd have to go for, for uh, Slap Nation to slapnationband.com or look in on my website, com, and it gives some updates for some of the things that I'm doing. Okay. As and what's well, the name of the other two bands? Uh, the other band is called Other two bands. One is called the Good Life Band and the third band is called Strange Roots. Very okay. young guys doing a, a reggae feel. I really enjoy playing with them as well. Okay, so Strange Roots is a reggae band and uh-huh. the Good Life Band is a, is a, a smooth jazz band. Okay. A sequence and smooth then- jazz. You use it. And Slap Nation is real, a full-fledged, full-blown, full-production, uh, old-school kind of band, funk from the uh, 70s and 80s, et cetera. Okay. All right, cool. Wow. That's good. That's good. Okay, and so now your website, you said, is bubsaxmusic.com. Bubsaxmusic.com. Mm-hmm. It's B-U-B, saxmusic.com. You can find him there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then also on Facebook, are you on Twitter or Instagram? I am not. No? Okay. All right, then. Well, I think you and Mar- Martin have put together a really nice collaboration. You guys seem to have worked well together on this CD, Ocean Air. So it's a good thing. So you think you'll work with Martin again? Absolutely, absolutely. Because <laughs> he don't give me before then, you know. Martin rings the best <laughs> out of you. And I, and I say that truly. Rings the best out of you. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, he's a good I'm guy. Not he's a good guy. 
Huh? <laughs> I'm not getting the joke. I'm not getting the joke okay. here, but <laughs> <laughs> he, squeezes, he pretty much squeezes you. You know. Yeah. He pretty much squeezes okay. you. If it's something you don't know, he'll tell you, Okay, you need to learn this and this is how it's situated and he'll give you a few weeks and you've got to learn that kind of stuff. Mm, okay. So he's All a right. taskmaster, but I enjoy working with him. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was just getting ready to say that. He's a hard taskmaster. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thanks, Harry. <laughs> you walk ahead. Don't mention it. <laughs> it wasn't like no whips or nothing involved, but he would say, okay, let's do it this way. We've got to change this, and I'll see you in a few days. I'm like, yeah, i got to go to work. He's like, I'll see you in a few days. I'm like, okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> would you agree with that, Martin? Uh, somewhat. <laughs> so, Martin, are you working on any new music? Actually, I am. Um, I've got two um, two projects that I plan on putting out next year. One of them is a more socially conscious uh, album. You know, try. You know, I, I got to the point where I um, I just seen so much going on, just watching CNN and all the racism and police brutality. So I figured that, you know. And, and don't get me wrong of whoever's listening on here about what I'm about to say about smooth jazz artists. I'm just really comparing our artists between, you know, uh, between now and, and, and how they were back in the sixties. And I noticed that um, a lot of artists don't take any responsibility for what's going on. And, you know, we can do music and it's very selfish of us sometimes just to do music because that's the way we feel, but we don't talk about issues. We don't address them. So, um, you know, I did some soul searching and I decided that I was going to at least put out some statements that uh, are addressing some of these issues. So it's gonna it's a little bit edgy and um, you know, but at least I, I don't want my my legacy to be the guy that's up there playing and playing the saxophone trying to be sexy. You know, there's just too many of us doing that, posing, <laughs> posing with the saxophone and trying to be smooth and stuff, and and, and you know, and without without taking any responsibility as an artist and and as humans. You know, and as black feet, uh, black folks, really. So mm-hmm. I'm doing that that project, and uh, that's it's going to be a little bit edgy, and hopefully, you know, it'll do what I need it to do. And part of my legacy is I want to be able to say when it's after all is said and done that I stood for something. Okay. So it's got some spoken right. word. It's got you know, and it's a lot of it's reminiscent from from the older you know some it's more some of a lot of it's a more acoustic jazz uh, as well. So. That's one okay. project, and then the other project is a vocal album that I'm going to do. So, trying to uh, overcome my my vocal demons and just try to instead of hiding behind the instrument, try to do a little bit more right. singing this time. Hmm. All right, all right. Well, we'll definitely be in touch with you in 2016 about those projects for sure. And um, Clifford, congratulations to you on this debut release to you both and uh, Martin. Um, much continued success to you. And I'm going to close the show with another song from the release. Clifford, which song would that be? Number six, Little S's Heart. Okay. All right. I'll definitely do that. Thank you again, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure as always, Martin. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. All right. And um, again, um, everyone, it's Clifford Clark. His CD is called Ocean Air. And you can find that on the website, bubsaxmusic.com. So definitely check him out and uh, look for, you know, new music in the future from him as well. Um, So that'll be good. All right. You guys have a great day.
You, you too, too, Terry. Take Bye-bye. care. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right, Mike. Any last words? Anything you have to add? Uh, nothing else to add, but just um, you know, this uh, Friday. I mean, I'm sorry. This Saturday uh, night, we're uh, having the Talking Smooth Jazz Entertainment uh, Presents series, and we have uh, Lynn Roundtree, Nicholas Cole, and Jasmine Gent at the Tavern at Fire Station One in Silver Springs, Maryland. So I look forward to seeing everybody to come out there and everything and uh, support these young artists and everything. And then um, on Friday, I will actually be down in uh, Martin's area down in the Hampton Roads area at the um, Jazz Legacy Foundation event uh, that is uh, coming via uh, Alvin Kill's events and everything. Um, uh, Boney James, Brian Culberson, Gerald Albright, Mesa, Marcus Johnson, and a host of other acts, including the Jazz Jam, which features Lynn Roundtree, Nicholas Cole, and David P. Stevens, and uh, just added um, James Lloyd from Pieces of a Dream. So, that's going to be a uh, awesome uh, jazz jam as well to go with the regular lineup for that festival. So I'll be on there for that on Friday. And, again, you know, on um, Saturday the 14th, Lynn, Nicholas, and Jasmine are going to be in Silver Springs. And then on the 21st, we have Andre Delino coming from California. Um, he's going to be at the Tavern as well doing his um, thing. And, um, you know, it's going to be a great uh, next next two weeks of music. Okay. Um, For those of you listening to an archive show, today's date is Sunday, November 8th, um, in reference to the Saturday, November 14th concert um, series. So just keep that in mind. And hopefully those of you that are listening to the show live, you will go, you know, you can go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and find the link for the tickets to the shows. Go purchase your ticket and come on out and support these artists as well. All right. Thanks to those in the chat room. Um, Clifford is also in the chat room. Thank you for hanging out with us. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. Thanks again, Clifford and Martin. Thank you. This is Lil Estes Hart from Clifford's Ocean Air CD. Have a great day, everyone. You too. Take care.
thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.